Path Folk to find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Coming to you live from Merritt County, Taldor. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah? Are we live? We made it! <laughs> we are all are alive. Are we live? This is fully edited. <laughs> Soon to be voted best infrastructure in Taldor. Oh, True. Yes. We're going well, for the best neighborhood. The <laughs> Wait, what was the village award in Hot Fuzz that they were always trying to get? Oh. <laughs> All I can remember is greater good, and that's not what I'm trying village to say. Village of the year, yes. Yeah, village, village of, of the, the year. year. Starting this year. Yes. <laughs> I was unaware of, Jessica might have known this. I was completely unaware of this. Because when I first saw the name Statues, I'm going to go on a quick side tangent here. I thought that it was like a, this place used was built by Statue or something. So it was Statues, kind of like a diner or something. But mm. apparently Statues is a type of plant. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. But that yeah. is... You know, sensical. Yeah, apparently it's a type of like, it's actually a oh, genus of plants. Oh, they're cute. They're like purple flowers. Yeah, one of the largest in the mint family. Hmm. Oh. Ah, yeah, mint grows like nuts. Mint grows anywhere, and you can never get rid of it. I wish I had more mint, honestly, because some of the weeds I have are not nearly as useful. Yeah, at least they smell good, and if you accidentally mow over them, then their whole yard just smells like mint. <laughs> and they also mm. have a subtype called lamb's ear, which is cute. Statues. I love lamb's ear. So much. It's so pretty looking. <laughs> it's also super soft. So I know. anyway, all this to say, uh, to, to, I guess, clarify for the audience, in case you're wondering why we're talking about a random plant. <laughs> when last we had left our heroes, our nights of summer, the party had gone and spoken with their childhood friend, their confidant, um, their maybe handler, if you want to go for that terminology, <laughs> Martilla Lothied, the spy okay. master for Princess Eutropia. As the, uh, the title somewhat implies, they have joined the War for the Crown uh, on the side of Utropia to fight against uh, all of the other pretenders to the throne. Yeah, we hate posers. Yep, all these posers. <laughs> Somehow that landed us running a village. We love running a village. <laughs> Martella informed all of you that, of course, uh, the princess is basically lacking all of the major things that she needs to potentially become the leader of this nation in comparison yeah. to... Uh, the High Strategos, who has uh, kind of everything. He has a massive, he has the backing of the military. He has a massive war chest. He has his own city. But he doesn't have us. He doesn't have you. <laughs> but yeah, true. we got we to gotta start from the bottom so then we can be yeah. there. Yes. It's, it's very difficult. And I think this campaign succeeds in making the princess the underdog. Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I know, very much so. Well, she's a mostly disowned princess, so that's kind of... Yeah, she was already yeah. disowned before her father uh, went off and decided to murder one quarter of the Senate. And her. And her. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was and shooting for her. the entirety of oh, the he, Senate. Yeah, he was shooting oh, yeah. for, the, for the full, the full yeah. collective. I think he will, everybody who was there should have been dead by the end of it, according to the you yeah. know Grand Prince. I mean, the <laughs> way that his speech was, he was going for everybody, because all people had somehow offended him. And with the way that the law works in Taldor, he could then just appoint... An entirely new Senate the next day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of all alternate reality. You've heard of dissolving Congress. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you heard of this level of dissolving Congress? Have you heard of disintegrating Congress? 
Oh my god. Oh, if he was like oh, no. an archmage, that would be the way, right? Oh, we learned no. Panavar can disintegrate. Anyway, okay. That's I true. mean, I often talk about, you know, burning it to the ground, but I don't ever mean it in the literal <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> However, you did have some good news. Well, good news, bad news. Uh, the bad news was is that the princess, uh, she is the next in line for all the uh, everything that Stavian has, the Stavian mm-hmm. family. Unfortunately, that means all of her money and all the rest of that stuff in the capital, as far as the uh, Imperial Palace there, is currently under lock and key from the Ulfin Guard, and there's no way that she's going to send the five of you up against the 100 best-trained Ulfin <laughs> warriors in all of Taldor. We would be grounded makes... to paste. Uh, Maybe give easily, us a couple levels. Easily yeah. grounded to paste. I have some of their stat blocks, and let's just say they're from a much later adventure. <laughs> in case... However, she, of course, does have access to the Stavian ancestral lands, which is where the Stavian family, before they became the Grand Princes, originally held from, which Maybe. was a small county known as Merit, located uh, in the Tandak Prefecture, the prefecture to the north of uh, the Oparis Prefecture, which is where the capital is, as far as the various uh, districts, as it were, of Taldor. The estate there being Birdsong Manor, of which all of you are actually quite familiar with since you had spent a, uh, a wonderful six weeks there when you were children, when you were originally uh, gathered together during the summer without rain mm-hmm. uh, in the year 4692, mm. 26 years ago. <laughs> you'd gathered together to, uh, to make your way there to go and oppose the uh, current Seneschal of the Palace of Birdsong, as well as the administrator for the Stavian Barony, as well as the administrator for the entirety of the Count, as it were, for the entirety of the County of Merit, uh, which is currently Bartleby Lothied. Curse you. Bartleby. Bartleby is uh, the half-sibling, uh, the half-brother of Martella Lothied, of course, your friend, uh, since Martella's uh, father did have an affair uh, mm. with the Kadiran, uh, which is why she is generally disliked even more than the average bastard in Talmor. You know, because it's her fault that it's her dad was in dad's fault. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a piece of work. Yeah. Not that your characters knew that when you're Obviously. 10 years old or whatever children, and hanging yeah. out there. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, I mean, man. Bartleby came off very schmarmy at that point anyway. Oh, yeah, no, we had fun messing with him as kids. It's true. Uh, you also know that Bartleby was responsible directly for uh, almost his first act after his father died was uh, cutting Martella out of the family. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, that's been a couple of years, too. So, who knows? Maybe he's changed. Not likely, considering uh, all the things that you've heard about Merrick County. Uh, So, you have been uh, made the administrators for a small portion of the uh, Voinum Barony, which is located in the uh, center of Merrick County. Uh, Specifically, Felix has been named as the inheritor, the next in line, the heir to the Betany estate of Swanmere, as well as the um, administrator for the city of Statues, uh, specifically Tribune, which is uh, their fancy term for basically mayor. Hmm. You then set off north to reach the Palace of Birdsong to attend the Tanager Jubilee, uh, which is going to be hosted where you can introduce yourself to all the other nobles, start getting an idea of what's going on in the county, and uh, generally speaking, start to to undermine, if we want to use some military terminology as well, (laughs) being that you're going to Kind of dig a little, uh, uh, little sapping tunnels uh, <laughs> underneath the Baron's uh, support structure to hopefully yes. swing everyone around to your side. However, you have also been encouraged by Martello to, of course, show up and not only use this as an opportunity to reclaim the ancestral lands of the Stavian family so that the princess actually has a castle. Um, mm. As well as all the resources that come with it, as well as um, access to taxes and a place to gather her own forces to her 
you've also been encouraged to do everything that you can to improve the Merritt County uh, as an example of what rule would be like under the uh, the princess. So we're mm-hmm. very excited about this. One last time with feeling infrastructure. Infrastructure. <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> We've never been happier to have started the infrastructure train not knowing that this book was coming. <laughs> it is funny how that just became not just like a joke that we said, but it's actually a part of the adventure. I think it was very clear early on that infrastructure was terrible in this nation and definitely needed an overhaul. You started yeah. with uh, the first session being like, Taldor is in decline. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Well, there was a reason it, that Rachel and I both were like... I picked what I picked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a reason. Decline. (laughs) (laughs) However, you had set off from Opara. You had traveled north. You had stopped over in a couple of inns, uh, including a rather nice place called Old Sahir. (laughs) Which was not so old, but Gwen and Cornelius shattered uh, Oliver's dreams. (laughs) It gave me vibes of when Jess and I went to Dresden and someone told us that it was the oldest new city in Germany. Right, because it was destroyed during the bombing. Mm. And then they rebuilt it to look just like it had looked. Yeah, they rebuilt it to look exactly like it did. But... (laughs) They weren't trying to trick anyone with that. They were mm-hmm. just trying to <laughs> respect yes. the, the culture and heritage. It would be exactly like that, but if they were actually trying to trick you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'd eventually, however, uh, arrived in Merritt County. You had uh, rode in on the Opara Highway uh, north into uh, Merritt County, where you had finally begun to make your, your last part of your trek. Uh, you were informed that you should be able to reach the city of uh, Lothadar, the largest city in all of the uh, the county. Have a chance to rest up there for the evening before beginning for before attending the Jubilee the following mm-hmm. day. I'm excited about a Jubilee. Yeah, you all spent a lot of money on uh, outfits for this Jubilee, so get ready yeah, to Yeah, it better be them. worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it to not take the penalties that we would take for, you know, not having the clothes. Uh, you've been going along uh, the road, the Opara Highway, between the Beggarwood, um, off towards your left-hand side, uh, and off towards your right-hand side, the Troll Marsh. Apparently with actual trolls in it, occasionally. Yes, we were warned. That's kind of the joke, where they're like, it's the Beggarwood, which is actually the Bugbear Wood, but don't worry, there's no Bugbear. And also there's the Troll Marsh. There are trolls. <laughs> but we like, didn't see any trolls. You so have not okay. seen not any yet. trolls yet. Thankfully. Uh, thankfully, because trolls are terrible. Yep. I don't have Flame Strike yet. <laughs> yeah. Especially mm. if you don't make the roll to actually know what to do against trolls. Yeah, it's just yeah like, that's when they downvote you to death. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't feed them. <laughs> However, as you had entered, uh, I suppose to, to get us all back to where we were, as you had entered Merritt County, as you're making your way north, the carriage begins to slow some. Uh, in the road far up ahead, you can see a gathering of ramshackle pop-up tents along the road, almost blocking the highway, the King's Road here. Uh, the Emperor's Road, as it were, the Grand Prince's Road. As you can see, a gathering of people, maybe some 50? It's hard to be exactly sure, uh, along the side of the road. Uh, as you begin to make your way closer and closer, the carriage begins to slow, uh, although your driver, Karina, doesn't completely stop. Okay. Morel glances, uh, uh, opens up that little sliding door. It's a, a small, like, almost little viewport thing that he can open up that has a little grating there so that, uh, you know, you're not, uh, those of you inside are not exposed to the world outside when he opens it, uh, but does allow him to speak from the bench up front back to uh, everyone inside of the carriage. Uh, sorry for the delay. We're passing by the beggar woods, and it looks like they've set up a market. I mean, do we have a few extra minutes? I don't have any money. I, likewise, I also don't have, have no money. It's not necessarily about the money. It's about getting to know who lives in Merritt County. We could just walk around, listen, talk. Murrow glances at his daughter. Karina looks up towards the sky for a moment. 
It's only a little after eight now. At the speed we've been going up until this point, we should be able to reach Lothadar in the next six hours, well before sundown. So we could take out an hour or two even if you'd wanted. Mm. Um, can I, I'm outside. Can I see what kinds of stuff they're setting up? From here, it's difficult to see. I mean, it's obviously not going to be anything fancy or nice. Um, you also don't imagine it's going to be anything expensive. It's more like uh, some of it is, again, akin to a farmer's market, except for mm. uh, these people live in the woods. So mushrooms that they may have collected from caves, um, local root vegetables that grow wild in the forest, things like that that they can possibly trade. Uh, a vast majority of it seemed to be almost simple items like whatever homespun goods that they could make. Some of it seems eclectic. One person seems to be selling some sort of, um, maybe it looks like a blacksmithing kit, but you don't know where he procured this from. Mm. 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 Hasn't there been some bandit problems and like a vigilante running around in the county too? You had heard that there was a vigilante of some form uh, active in Merritt County. Mm. I mean, I'm happy to stop. I'm not in the carriage with you, so I can't really, like, talk. I'm the new mayor of the place, so I kind of want to get out and at least go walk around, even if for just half an hour, so I can just get a lay of the land. Well, technically, this is not part of your land. Okay, so whose lands are we in right now, then? This is part of the Telus Barony. Okay, that's the largest one, yeah. Of course, there's nothing stopping you from stopping here and gathering some information, uh, figuratively or literally, if you wanted to. I would like to gather information. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, if y'all stop, I stop. Yes. Karina, I think we're going to stop for just a little while, not too long. So maybe half hour, hour tops, and then we'll move on. She pauses for a moment before nodding, accepting that. Um, Go ahead. And it sounds like it was mostly uh, Felix and Verity that wanted Mm. to uh, stop, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think everyone else was kind of along for the ride. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get out. Yeah. So uh, Felix, Verity, the two of you can go ahead and uh, make me a diplomacy check. Alrighty. Alrighty. Perfectly average. Got a 10 for a 19, but I also get to add half of my, or I, yeah, half my level to my diplomacy. So that actually turns out to be a 21. Um, I roll a from... 2 for a 10. Verity's just not good with the poor. <laughs> uh, and that half your level, that's from uh, your... My silver-tongued haggler. So that means, and then I get another plus 2 for being a Zespire. So that actually turns into a 23. 23. All right. So uh, unbeknownst to you, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, you state this, uh, Karina nods, kind of considers it for a moment before just, uh, you know, snapping the reins to bring the carriage up a little faster to get you there first. Unbeknownst to you, bumping uh, Karina actually up to friendly. Oh, oh nice. Hey. She's kind of indifferent to all of you up until this point. Yeah, that's fair. I we mean, did we just didn't really meet. exactly <laughs> We are a, a bunch reason. of nobles. You said mm. that there was a vigilante in this area. I feel like it's Karina. Maybe. Oh, oh that'd be that would be wonderful. That'd be very cool? interesting. I mean, it could be. And works for the house to get straight up information. Oh, clever Maybe. girl. Well, it's also where her family mm. is. Mm. Yeah, because you had been informed of the vigilante. Um, Black Swan, I think is what they were calling I believe it was Night Swan. Yes. Something suitably uh, elegant, but also also gothtastic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> swans like geese can be terrifying. Yeah, it's true. true. Yep. The carriage rolls forward, uh, rolls up to a stop along the edge of the Beggarwood. The Beggarwood is an old oak forest. Uh, Why specifically this portion of the woods, other than maybe the terrain here was more difficult or something, um, had not been cut back when the rest of the Viridian Forest had been? Um, You're not quite positive. It looks like the trees towards the edge of the woods here are relatively young. Um, You don't think probably more than 
a hundred years old. Um, however, you can tell that the heart of the beggar wood is probably a much denser affair, much older woods. As such, uh, all of you are probably somewhat familiar. Those of you with uh, more experience in writing, so probably Verity, Oliver, maybe Gwen, would be aware, aware that oak forests are not particularly good terrain in the best of times. And considering the, the rocky nature of the terrain in this area, it would not be easy to get a horse or navigate a horse through there. Mm. And as such, you imagine for a group of people that maybe don't want to be displaced again by the local barony uh, or any of their forces, it would be a place that any military presence would need to be sent in and f on foot, hmm. probably leading to the uh, the continued existence of said beggar wood. As you get a little closer, the carriage rolls up to a stop. Uh, Morel again drops down off of the side, goes over, drops down the ladder, opens the door, helps all of you out. Karina would help Verity dismount take the Thanks. reins from her if she's going to make her way over to uh, to go and inspect the wares. Yes. Again, Verity's estimate is probably pretty accurate. You think that there's somewhere between maybe two or three score people here. Uh, it looks like they were already in the process of setting up, or more people were. It doesn't look like they all just like picked up their stuff the moment they saw a carriage in the distance and run <laughs> out and set up everything. We're saved! Go! <laughs> more in the way that this is almost a bit of a, again, a farmer's market of sort, or at the mm. very least an impromptu market, because you can see people that obviously don't uh, work the market here. Although they all look to be uh, commoners as well, mostly fishermen. Well, Felix is going to kind of just weave in and out, do that thing you do at farmer's markets where you kind of look at a little bit of everything, but you don't get too close to the stalls because you don't want to have to stop at every single one and actually buy something. Like you just kind of peruse to figure out which ones you might want to go back to. Okay. I mean, Gwen's probably doing the same thing. If we're stopped, I might as well get out and stretch my legs and wander. Take about. a look around, see what they've got. Yeah, yep. and I would like to listen in, gather information, all that jazz. Fair enough. I mean, we're going to be the talk of the area for sure. Good. So taking a look over this, uh, first off, I guess, just getting the mechanics out of the way. Uh, technically speaking, they do have a wide variety of uh, common goods on hand mm. here. Most of these are not exceptionally high quality goods, and you're not going to find anything like alchemical items or spell reagents or anything like that. Nothing magical that you can say. Um, not that I imagine... Cornelius is casting Detect Magic and sweeping the stalls. No, I don't want to scare them, because I'm sure that would just scare the bejesus out of them. A noble casting magic run for your lives. Yeah. <laughs> right. There is there is the normal level of respectful that you anticipate, because you're all Taldane people. And then everyone here is uh, extraordinarily respectful of all of you. Uh, one, because you probably have money. Mm. But two, yeah. because uh, you're obviously of noble station. You're rolling in a nice fancy carriage. Gwen says she doesn't have any money, but she has five gold, which is probably more than these people have ever seen in their life. So, yeah, you know, it's rich people poor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So as far as um, mechanics are concerned, they do have any common goods that you might be interested in. So if you're looking for rope, if you're looking for bags or sacks or things like that, they have those. While there are a few people here that have made some basic uh things like cloaks and items like that, those are less common. In fact, clothing is rather uncommon here. Mm -hmm. Most of these are things that they could forge from the woods. Again, root vegetables of clay jars containing local, you know, local sourced honey. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm definitely into the local sourced honey. I think that's, that is, <laughs> that is what allergies. Felix is going to go back for. It's good for tea too. <laughs> I will buy some honey for sure. Anyone that does want to make me an appraise may do so. Oh, I can do that. Uh, I'll try. Sure. I mean, I'm not great at it. I'm decent at it. Oh, wow. Uh, Verity gets an eight for a nine. 
I will roll a perfect 20 for a 31 for Cornelius. I was going to say, Cornelius has been killing it with the appraise this entire campaign. Mm -hmm. True. It, it is funny. I have max ranks in it. It's coming real handy. Uh, and you're an intelligence-based guy. When rolls a 6 also for an 8, she's like, eh. <laughs> uh, Felix doesn't do too bad. I get a 14 for a 19. Yeah. Uh, Oliver's not paying that close. Oliver, yeah, okay. Oliver's just keeping an eye on the situation. Yeah. So... Cornelius basically notices this immediately when he starts listening to people um, going, looking over these various items and such. Felix notices this after going to like the third or fourth stall. There are two interesting things here. First off, many of these items, again, as previously stated, are either homespun or are forged. Some of these are definitely not. Some of these are definitely items that they would have no means by which to procure. After a while, though, you notice that most of these items that are things like uh, nice combs. Hmm some bottles of, uh, of actually decent liquor also bear signs of um, either wear or water damage. Oh. Cornelius is the mm. one that notices this as uh, you think these probably aren't actually stolen. They're these They're are probably recovered. things that quote unquote literally fell off a cart yeah. um, <laughs> or fell off a boat and washed down that they've just collected these items and uh, put this hodgepodge. I mean, of, there's a river uh, right there. There's a river right across the way, the Penseris River. The other thing that both Cornelius and uh, Felix note is that, one, everything here costs 10% more than market value. Mm. Um, you guess again, because they seem to be uh, in rather desperate straits. Yep. Two, you've noticed that they are willing to haggle basically back down to market level, mm. as you can hear a couple of people doing that. Three, of import pertaining towards that, they are willing to take 10% less of market value if you are willing to pay in clothing, food, tools, mm. other daily necessities, especially medicine. Mm. Um, as such, kind of bringing to uh, to bear the fact that these are desperate people doing the best that they can with the limited resources presented them. Like, are there people that are injured at the moment? Like, is that something I could haggle with? Like, hey, I can offer you a healing spell? <laughs> uh, physical injury, not really. Um, okay. They're much more interested in things like a healer's kit that would help them with treating. Um, again, it's fall right now. Mm. Yeah. However, winter is coming. And when it does, <laughs> you imagine that people dealing with things like the flu and cold and pneumonia um, are going to have a much harder time in the beggar yeah. world. Yeah. Again, fortunately, Merritt County is a relatively temperate county. So you don't imagine it gets too cold. It probably sees, uh, you know, one or two days of snow a year at most. But it doesn't stop the fact that when the temperatures drop down into the, you know, 50s and such, it becomes much easier if you're living literally outside. But you also don't know how many, if they're actually living outside or if they've actually constructed a town um, or more than a tent city inside of the Beggarwood. Hmm. As you're exploring around, first off, anyone that wishes to make me a diplomacy check may make me a diplomacy check if you're wanting to uh, gather information, kind of talk to people, get an idea of what's going on. Sure. Um, you can either you can gather information in general, or if you want, you may gather information pertaining towards a specific subject. If there's a subject mm. that you're interested in, well, I'd love to hear more about the local affairs, like of this county. Okay, so that just kind of sounds like a general. I've got a whole list of rumors. I've got a giant list. If you're not going to ask about the Night Swan, then I'm going to ask about the Night Swan. Okay, you can I was ask just about saying that was what I was going to ask about as well. I'm mm. also going to buy honey. Does that help my diplomacy check? Could I diplomacy specifically the person selling me honey? I was going to say, if you choose to accept paying uh, 10% over. I will. I, yes, I think that's fine. Not out of charity, but because I think it'll make them talk to me more. <laughs> Quinn's just going to ask around. 
I'm going to use my ability again, too, because why the heck not? We're not going to. I mean, you know that the um, the gala is tomorrow, so you know that you will have a chance to rest before the gala. Exactly. I rarely use the uh, the very first page of the equipment mm. section that has the trade goods listed here. Yeah. Um, honey is a bit more of a, a luxury resource. It's like sugar. So um, it's one silver piece normally. Um, so they charge one silver and a copper. Okay. I will buy two jars of honey. So that's two silver and two copper. Okay. I'll give you a plus one bonus for buying something. What else are they saying? Like, are there like maybe like teas or something like that? Because if she's buying honey, I feel like we should buy tea to go with it. This is Taldor, so there might have been some tea that fell off the back of a cart here. Um, so, yeah, we can say that there's tea. Uh, one pound of tea is a gold piece, so I'm going to say wow, if you a get a, uh, um, a half pound of tea, it's five silver. Okay. What Which else is big, for I mean, again, these are like bags of tea that fell off the back of a cart. Okay, five silver, five. Let's go ahead and go for it, and I'm going to share it with everyone anyway, so uh, we'll right. do that. Uh, does that give me a bonus as well? That would give you a plus one a bonus plus as well. Okay. Does it stack with my other bonus? <laughs> Yes, that's a circumstance bonus, which will stack with your trait right. bonus, which will also stack so with... So that gives me a plus two there. Um, is anyone else buying anything? No, Gwen's just looking around. Yeah, I can't afford to buy anything, but um, I do have the mending spell prepared. Um, is there anybody who has, like, I don't know, either broken wares or, um, I don't know... Oh, there's a, there's a lot something? of broken wares. Yeah, so, like, there's stuff I could go and, like, fix for them. Yeah, if you wanted to cast a couple of mending spells, um... yeah. Because I, I feel like that would, like, help them sell it for more money. They know, would right? be the suitably and... thankful and also extraordinarily impressed by mm. any display of magic. Even if you're just like, <laughs> I've been able to do this since I was 13. Uh, <laughs> here you go. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, Cornelius isn't going to, like, make a big deal about it. But, like, you know, that's his that, that's the only way I can really help them because I don't have, like, money or anything. So, um, you yeah. know, fixing up some of their goods, maybe repairing blankets and clothing. Um, I don't know, fixing shoes. You know? uh, clothing is always a little bit more difficult unless it's you have a to have tear. all the pieces for yeah. mending to work. So if it's like wear and tear that they've just worn a hole in something, mending doesn't help you do anything other than yeah. close it up. But it doesn't make any more fabric. So it just closes up a hole. Mm. Uh, is Oliver purchasing anything? Um, I mean, is there a, you know what? Is there anybody who makes like little like flutes or anything like that? I may buy one to send home to my daughter. Flute may be a bit too complicated, but uh, uh, okay. I'm sure that you could probably get an ocarina or something like that. Something that could have been easily sure. or a little panpipe sort yeah. of thing, like a very simple rudimentary one. Why not? I'll go ahead and buy one of those, which I believe a common musical instrument is five gold. So this would be five uh, gold this would five be silver? about one gold. It's uh, uh, it's not particularly good, it's um, not but common. it is the best that they could make. And they're therefore selling it for one gold piece, which is uh, uh, one of the most enough. expensive spots here. Um, so it'd be one gold, one silver, actually, because they do mark that up. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that would grant you a plus one as well. And I get plus two for gathering information because I'm affable. So let me go in and roll Ooh. that real quick. All right. So real quick uh, round table, because I only got that a little bit earlier. Verity's wanting the general news of what's going on uh, locally. Yes. Um, so that's pertaining towards the entirety of the region, not just the Becker Wood, correct? Correct. Okay. And uh, Cornelius, what are you asking pertaining towards? Uh, I was asking about the uh, Night Swan. Night Swan. All right. And Gwen, what is uh, she gathering some information on? Just general gossip of the area. Like, not even just... Whatever she can find. Yeah, basically. And what is Felix asking about the Night Swan as well? I was also asking about the Night Swan, yes. Okay. Mm. And uh, Ross, what were you asking about? Uh, I was going to go on ahead and actually ask directly about Bartleby, see if any, they know anything about what he's up to. Oh, okay. All right. So and let's go ahead and get uh, all of those rolls. 
All right. Uh, Verity rolls a 14 for a 23. 14 for a 23. All right. Cornelius rolls a natural one for a 10. (laughs) Good thing I'm asking about that, too. Yep. Uh, everyone's, yep. everyone's so busy, like, complimenting you, Master Wizard, on your amazing <laughs> know, spell. Like, please, that you're like, please, it's, it's a cantrip. Well, you're also like, they're like we have no been... idea what that means. That was amazing. <laughs> I've never been so complimented. I actually am flustered. I don't know what to do with this. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, it's the social awkwardness of Cornelius being like, oh, but this was this was the right thing to do, but I really hate everybody's eyes on me. Oh. <laughs> please don't All pay right. attention to me. <laughs> you don't even manage to get the full Night Swan part out because they just keep getting so excited about yeah. magic. Do you, do you think the Night Swan uses magic? I don't care about the Night Swan. You use magic. This is awesome. Yeah, it's really just everybody just queues up and is too busy saying, oh, please, please, sir, fix this, fix this. Honestly, the biggest problem that Cornelius has is that he does that, and then everyone's very impressed, and then he's like, starts to try to ask some questions, and there's a small, like, six-year-old girl that is convinced that you need an apprentice. And it's like, I'm great. <laughs> I can sweep. I can pick things up. Teach me magic. But can you memorize extremely esoteric information? I've never Maybe. tried. Give me a chance. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> How hard could it be? Um, so, Gwen? Uh, Gwen rolls a 16 for a 28. Very nice. And Rachel, what did we get for Felix? I only rolled a nine, but with all of my bonuses, it still got me a 23. 23. All right. And uh, Count Darhan. Uh, Well, I rolled a six for an 18. So, yeah, not too bad. Okay. Um, So, Heather, Jessica, and both of you bounce me a d10. All right. I got a five. I got a 10. I sometimes love when they put these... uh, rumors in here and they have like so much character to whoever is saying them <laughs> it's just kind of like seeps in there we're like can you imagine <laughs> like included in the rumor nice but you all ask some questions spend some time talking to people it's about two hours or so that you're going around gathering this information oh, I lied things, to getting a good idea of all the uh, the situation in the county uh, again with the sole exception of uh Cornelius, who's uh, spends the next two hours with this like six or seven year old, like trailing along behind him, <laughs> talking about how like, you know, her mother told her a story once about the great Lothids and all of their magical powers. And I always wanted to be a wizard. But, you know, she's told me that if I go up there and try to ask them to teach me, they turn me into a newt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they might actually, because Bartleby's a jerk. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that that's one of those things he's like. Well, I mean, it is possible. <laughs> it is, Would mean, they waste there, that spell on a six-year-old? There is Belfour Polymorph. Um. Yes, if they, if they were truly powerful and also very mean. I like the yeah. idea. It's like, would they waste that on a six-year-old? It's like, well, I mean, it doesn't have a material component cost, so yeah, exactly. it doesn't like, cost I mean, them they could. But it's a spell slot he's using. I mean, that, that is true. I guess he doesn't get into a lot of fights. I mean, if you get to a high enough level wizard, <laughs> you generally don't use every single well, spell slot lo- every is- single day. Is that on the mega spell list is the real question. Because isn't he a mega true? I don't think yeah. it is. Uh, no, no, it's not, no. actually. I'm pretty sure it's not. But whoever tells this to Gwen, she gives them kind of a look and walks away. <laughs> yeah, <very laughs> well. Cornelius does absolutely take a note to start a magical academy in statues. <laughs> oh, but, but after you buy a couple of things, uh, I imagine you all kind of bid your fare- farewell, having gotten a, a taste of, uh, well... This is sadly your first impression of Merritt County um, and how they Not seem to be administering to be things here, which yeah. is rather poorly, it would seem, um, before oh. all of you. I imagine even... Uh, it is a Magus spell, by the way. Oh, oh, nice. Even hey. Verity gets in the carriage because her face, she just looks foul. She looks very yeah. upset. You all gather together. Uh, everyone looks a little foul as you all gather together and, uh, and settle down. has kind of an annoyed expression on her face as well. After a minute, though, uh, you gather together inside there, kind of dust off the uh, the road dust, and then the carriage uh, begins rolling forward again. 
as all of you have gathered some information pertaining towards your new situation here. This place is much worse than I would have even <laughs> guessed. How so? Well, for example, Baron Tellus has apparently just fully stopped doing his job and lets his town folks loot as they please. Essentially, his own little group of bandits, his little bandit army. What and, in the hells? What? And Count Luthied hasn't even stepped in to put a stop to it. It's been years. But apparently, Gods. because Tellus's little group of bandits leaves his lands alone, he doesn't care to interfere. Mm. Well, the people are under the impression that Baron O'Kara is uh, putting on a front, and he doesn't really even have any claim to his family lands because his mother slept with all the stable boys. Oh, my. Oh. Well, that's, you know, good for her if they were cute, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, not what I was expecting Verity to say. But and fair the enough. only reason he still uh, has any power is that he has to bribe all the peasants in his lands not to overthrow him. That doesn't, All right. that doesn't seem like him. I mean, he seems... No, not that doesn't match with the impression that we got, but um, how one acts in a, well, social situation may be very different than the practicalities of running the barony. Well, so how many of them have actually met the baron? Mm. Yes. Very Although, likely not many. I guess we'll find out. I don't know if my information is exactly bad, but mm. uh, apparently this night swan struck a trade convoy from Casimir, which... Having worked in Casimir, that bothers me a little bit. Whose um, trade convoy? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure whose trade convoy it was, but apparently he robs from the rich and gives to the poor, but uh, it sounds more like Galton propaganda. Mm. Well, it sounds like someone who doesn't want to fix the system and just wants to work outside of it. Well, they may not have the power to actually fix it. I mean, if the system doesn't work for you, I guess you have to do what you can. I would Very prefer doing it hand. the lawful way, but I am also aware that some of the laws are not geared toward helping those less fortunate. Well, a fine example is the uh, some of the nicer goods that the people there at the market had were things that were, um, shall we say, recovered from the roads or the rivers. Such things are technically stealing. If mm. someone leaves it behind, I don't think it's actually stolen at that point. Mm. Yeah, it's just lost. Well, if the person reclaims it, it is technically stolen. Yes, but who's coming back to the Baggerwood to reclaim their loss, whatever? Well, I don't imagine anybody, but seeing them there did give me an interesting idea. So we plan to fix up statues, obviously, um, drain the marsh that surrounds it. We're going to need labor to do that. And mm. from everything I was able to see, the people of the Beggarwood were upstanding if disadvantaged. No, the problem is, is that they're not part of our lands, technically. People are well. allowed to move if they are lured to a town. And they have clearly been abandoned themselves. Well, and Statues, as, as far as we understand, been f fairly abandoned and has plenty of open housing. So maybe we could convince them to move. We could do recruitment. Um, but first, we should probably see what it's really like in our, our own area. Well, well I, I particularly find it especially shameful that there are people just living in the woods without proper housing. Hmm. You do what you must to survive. Yes, but it means it's been a failing on the part of the people, of our people, our type of people in this area. Oh, I do not disagree with you at all. The failure of the ruler. Well, yes. Mm. Though, given that it, uh, the Beggarwood lies within the Tellus Barony, apparently, uh, that's not surprising based on mm. the uh, information uh, that was Yes, with his gleaned. banditry. Well, Count Lothied has definitely kept his hands off the entirety of the county. Um, Apparently, even the commoners are aware that he does very little to actually stop anything that's been going wrong here. So what exactly does he do? Uh, collecting taxes, it seems. Spending money and having parties. Hmm. That's about it. 
which means we could fan those flames of rumors and hopefully get the people on the side of Eutropia when she finally arrives. Yes, I mean, the people are important, but we need to get the nobles in the area as well, and that's a little bit of a different thing. Though, this barony is quite large and sprawling, the Telus barony. I bet some of his neighbors would be more than happy to assist him in ridding himself of bandits. I mean, the Beggar Wood is extraordinarily close to the Okara barony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the sake of the uh, the audience, so the, the Telus barony basically is this giant like sea, sea that wraps around um, like a good half of the... Uh, of the map. So it isn't a weird like layout there um, with like very large outsides. And like basically this beggar wood that we're passing by is like the, the very fair end. family uh, gerrymandered. Yes. Their, their <laughs> it, it feels very gerrymandered. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say it, but it feels uh, it, right? Yeah. Uh, honestly, actually, I'll kind of give this to uh, to any of the rest of you. The Telus Barony is oddly shaped. Um, in fact, it actually looks like it is so large that it was probably at 1.2 baronies. I would mm. believe that based on the layout. Maybe if one of the barons. Um, or one of the families died and the uh, Lothied family decided instead of appointing a new baron just to consolidate power and give all the lands over to the Telus barony. Mm. Yeah, because like in the middle of this barony, there is the Marat Canal, which would be like a natural break point between two places. And there's a city on uh, with there's two estates on either side of that. The Crab Estate from the city of Moist in the north and uh, most, sorry, I always want to say most. Uh, the city of most in the north and the Jambus uh, city, which has the Telus estate in the south. There's a crab girl, right? There's somebody trying to marry off a crab girl. You were informed what? that Lady Crab um, has a daughter. Oh. No, not a literal crab girl. Not an actual crab girl. Lady Crab, she's known, she's known for her pincer maneuver. I just want everyone to know that Jessica is on screen doing little crab pincers. I'm sorry, I was like, wait, what the? There's a sign of the It is crab with two B's and an E. We were told that Lady Crab would be a good ally, but to watch out because mm. she wants to marry off her daughter. Like that was a specific yes. warning so to Cornelius and Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. They'll just marry it off depends a son on, that we It depends see. on whether or not she wants to pass up the opportunity to, you know, bag a count or a, uh, a baron as her, her son-in-law. But we'll see. <laughs> um, also, I will allow anyone that wishes to, to make me a um, knowledge nobility. Fair enough. Just on something you were talking about a second ago. Uh, crab girl. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled so badly. I rolled a two oh for a 14. I'm just really upset. I rolled a four for a 14. Ugh, I rolled a one for a 14. <laughs> wow. We're just really upset a... about these rumors. <laughs> Three for a 13. Uh, Oliver rolled a 13 for a 25. Save us, Oliver. <laughs> um, mm. Another thing to keep in mind. Um... Technically, we can invite people to settle into our lands as much as we'd like, but if it's a particularly large group, like, say, the folks here at the Beggarwood, uh, you generally want to have permission from the local baron, or baroness, as the case may be. So, relocating all of them may be more of a hassle. Uh, do we have any idea of how many people are in the Beggarwood? You saw two or three score when you were there, so between 40 and 60 when you were there. You that's don't know that if that's everyone. People. Yeah, I thought of it more as a an open call for anyone who wants to move here can move here, and much less of a we go and get them and force and like help them actually. Yeah, move. I don't think this is forced relocation. This Somebody is we're going to offer a job opportunity and drops a flyer. Yes, like a flyer. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe a flyer go, yeah. or a rumor. Well, but to allow that many people to settle in your land, regardless if they move to your land, you would still probably want to be on good terms with uh, the Baroness. 
Yeah. yeah. We also we oh, need to schmooze sure. a little bit. Yes. yes. We're, we need to get them on our side at least temporarily, and then. No, no, yeah. I think that's fine. The the baroness of our area is fine. I just didn't want to have to go f with Tellus because I don't know if I could be nice to him. No, people can come and go from wherever, from any barony that they so wish. Well, generally speaking, um, technically, again, serfs and peasants don't necessarily have the greatest level of mobility. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, it's unlikely if this guy isn't even administering his barony anymore, um, let alone the fact that these people are living in these woods, that they would that he would do anything to stop you if you asked yeah. them to leave. But you would need permission from uh, Baroness uh, Adela Voidnum who is your mm-hmm. direct superior and the uh, Baroness of the Voynum Barony. Yep. So yeah, we'd have to talk to her first, but I mean, assuming that we could convince her, then that shouldn't be a problem. It just basically means there's an extra step. Yep. Do we think that Telus is bribing Lothied? I mean, it's hard to say. Taxes, bribes, same thing, really. It almost seems like Bartleby doesn't care. All he wants to do is have parties at Birdsong. Well, and, and such speculation right now lacks any kind of evidence. So until we get to Lothadar, I don't imagine we'll have any concrete evidence to base our theories off of. Mm. The rumor about Okara is interesting. That's a very, it's it's different than the kind of, of slander. It feels that the, intentional. That the others were. Yeah, so I wonder if Bartleby or somebody under him is trying to destabilize the Baron's rule over his lands. Well, take the information that was said in a different way. It's stated that O'Kara had to pay off his peasants. Paying off the peasants could be a term for charity. Hmm. If he's doing some kind of social good in giving out, you know, free coinage, they may see it as an attempt to placate them, but it may also be just an attempt nakedly to help them. Possibly that as well. It depends on motivation and the favors being asked in return. It depends on the source of the rumors as well. Yeah. But unfortunately, as with rumor, it's hard to trace it back to who originally said it. I would rather get to the heart of the rumors. Mm. So Bartleby, then. I mean, it would seem clear at this gala we should try to get a measure of everyone. Absolutely. But especially Bartleby, and it would appear... um, I'll try to get close to him. Fair enough. Very well. Yes, Talus would be another... um, I'll reconnect with O'Kara. We were fairly friendly. Yes, You ride for some time. It's about another 10, maybe 12 miles or so as you continue along, about six miles or so from the beggar wood as you continue along the road, uh, circling around, following the Pensaris River along the Oparan Highway. You reach a point where uh, the road branches off towards your right-hand side and crosses a large, extraordinarily well-built stone bridge. Uh, And on the far side of that, you can see a what looks to be a large city, or a good-sized city. Large wouldn't necessarily be the opportune word, considering you've recently left Opara. Yeah. Which is a large city. Well, large in comparison. Just nestled here on the uh, the southern shore as the Pensaris River empties out into Lake Pensaris, uh, you can see a fishing village of maybe some two or three hundred souls gathered up here, which again, it's relatively small, but uh, large compared to most of those places that you've seen on your road up until this point. Um, All of these are gathered around an impressive looking keep, which sits on a hill overlooking the entirety of the town. Any of those of you wish may make me a, um, I would allow knowledge geography or with probably a little bit less information, knowledge local. As we established in uh, the previous (laughs) episode, sometimes there's a difference between what local gives you and what geography would. I'll try geography. Man, I cannot roll. 
I can't either. I rolled a four for a seven. Uh, six for a 14 geography. Uh, Gwen rolls a 13 for a 21 local. And Oliver rolls a 14 for a 24 local. Okay. Cornelius, really the only thing you're able to tell is you know that this is the city of Pinsaris. Okay. <laughs> it's the city of Pinsaris uh, on Lake Pinsaris off of the river Pinsaris. Hmm. Oliver and Gwen, you've heard at least a little bit about this area. Um, you know that Pinsaris is the home of the, um, is basically the capital and really only city in the O'Kara Barony. Mm. Uh, it is also the home of the O'Kara family, uh, which have called, called the place home for uh, centuries, um, as well as the O'Kara estate. Although looking up there, it's uh, for anyone except for Oliver, it's like, that's an estate kind of thing, because it's extraordinarily defensible looking location. So it's like a castle, really. For Oliver being down on the border, yeah, that's not necessarily uncommon. Mm. Down there, again, you live in basically a small keep as well. Yeah, reminds me slightly of home. The estate itself sits on a tall hill. You can only imagine it commands a, a view of the surrounding lands some miles out, particularly considering the fact that they're next to a large flat body of water. With uh, both Oliver and Gwen's check, you are aware that both the city and the estate are the purview of the O'Kara family, whose members hail from a long line of military veterans. Uh, and including, of course, yeah. the current Baron Nicholas O'Kara. Pinsaris is uh, one of Merritt County's most prosperous villages, if not actually the most prosperous village, surprisingly. Yeah, because he, he gives a crap, and that's probably where those rumors are coming from. He's got mm. this, the people there are prospering, so God forbid. So he forbid. has to be paying them off. They can't be making yeah. it honestly, you know? Yeah. Yep. The bustling village is uh, second in wealth and prominence only to Lothadar as far mm. as the uh, the capital of the county is concerned. However, uh, pound for pound, basically um, per capita, the people of Pinsaris are known to actually have more money than the average person of Lothadar. Mm. See, sense. that's exactly what it is. That's where this rumor came from, because why is this little tiny village so wealthy? Oh, the Baron must be paying them off because mm. otherwise they would oust him because he's a bastard. Sounds like jealousy. Oh. Give this to yeah. both of you since you got over 20. Um, mm. Well, first off, you are aware that a majority of that wealth actually comes from Lake Pinsaris. Lake Pinsaris is actually surprisingly shallow as far as a lake is concerned. There's a big giant catfish on the map. <laughs> it has a shocking number of catfish. Oh, uh, we gotta stop oh, buying oh, some catfish. That catfish on the map is not to scale, but it has a shocking <laughs> number of catfish. There's one big one. That's the legendary. <laughs> it's, it's a Gyrodo-sized catfish. That's a legendary old Gru. <laughs> yeah. You are aware, although you don't know the details, you are aware that there is supposedly mm. a legendary catfish yes. of Lake Pinsaris. Uh, oh, <laughs> nice. We gotta go fishing. <laughs> you don't know any details on it, but you uh, you do know that he is... Uh, He's supposed to be this big as Oliver lay lays his hands out in front <laughs> of him. Nobody can yeah. see the edge of my fingies. Yeah. <laughs> Catfish can get gigantic. They can get very yeah, large, get like... Massive. You don't know the details, but you do know that there's supposedly a legendary catfish of Lake Pinsaris known only as the General. Yeah, that feels right. Yes, we've yeah. now entered big fish territory. Oh, wow. I want to go fishing with O'Kara and look for the general. This feels like a fun outing. I need to Let's hunt this it. general down. Uh, oh, my God. Before he organizes the catfish army. General of the catfish army. <laughs> we need army. a catfish army to support you, oh, how, yeah. bi how big is this general supposed to be? I bet he is massive. Who knows? Well, unfortunately, again, well, he's legendary. Uh, Oliver we don't know. And, and Gwen have heard completely separate stories pertaining how massive this catfish is. Mm. <laughs> The city of Pinsaris is extraordinarily successful. Much of this is supposedly due to the fairness with which the Baron treats its residents mm. and the no interest loans 
Baron hmm. Okara sometimes extends to young entrepreneurs. Wait, he's Akiyama? Who present a <laughs> solid business plan and relevant skills and would aid the people of his city. I'm telling oh, you, that, Okara's good. That's where they say he's paying people off is because he's giving mm. no interest loans. All right, we got to work with him to make that this side genius. great. Yeah, Okara is a good man. It is rumored that these loans have recently dried up, although well, not hmm. why. Hmm. Well, he's preparing for a war. Uh, yeah, maybe. Verity, um, when you speak with the Baron, make sure to pass on my compliments for his home. It looks very nice. Really? It looks much more like a fortress than a home. Exactly. That's why it's perfect. <laughs> Palmer's <laughs> like, yes, this is the way you should build your estate. Is that what your house looks like? We Ugh. are the wall. Gwen leans back in her seat. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen has the right of it, yes. <laughs> I didn't know all Darhands lived in houses like that. Uh, I mean, Weren't pretty much we do, one? yes. Oh, yes, but he was much more of a wanderer type. The moment we turn 13, actually, we get the first stone to build the foundation for our keep. You have to literally go like, to carry the stones in for the first wall yourself. It's kind of cute, actually. I like it. Well, very Builds good. Builds character and muscle. I'll actually give this uh, also to uh, to Gwen and Oliver. Um, you would be aware that the uh, fortress there was not originally intended to be a noble home. In fact, it was probably originally an outpost for the the military, uh, more likely than not to oversee the Pensaris River and any river trade and such. Uh, it's likely when the barony was created or appointed because it would probably became too much of a hassle for the Stavians, who at that time were the rulers of this county, mm. to continue to administer, administer this area. It's notable that the Okara barony is actually quite small and is really just that lake and the river um, mm. and then some of the surrounding area. Yeah. Uh, the Lakewood and the Mineral Springs nearby. Uh, technically really a bit of a troll marsh. Mm. It's likely whenever the Count appointed the barony, they probably just said, well, there's already a fortress here. And so got permission from the crown to have that administered by a baron instead of being administered by a military commander, a political mm. appointee. Yeah, mm. makes sense. Although it wouldn't be surprised if they then chose to uplift a noble family that already had military experience like the O'Kara. Hmm. to continue to safeguard that river. Makes sense. Well, and it, it makes sense for the region because kind of just looking at the map, there is no other fortress. Um, granted, we're in like the heart of Taldor and like the chances of there being like an army moving through or anything would make sense. But like castles were traditionally where like all the peasants would go in times of like a siege or an attack. Yeah. And for, mm. this, for this entire region, the only one is the uh, Okara estate. Yep. You continue... Only a short distance, another quarter of a mile or so before the highway branches again. Uh, the main branch of the highway, the Oparan Highway that you've been following your entire way from Opara, um, hence its name, continues along the edge of Lake Pensaris to make its way uh, further north and before eventually actually exiting out of Merritt County entirely um, as it continues its march uh, along the edge of the Verdian Forest, the Verudin Forest. However, it also branches to the left to form the West Oparan Highway, of what you take and then follow for some time. Uh, off towards your left-hand side, you can see open plains. Off towards your right-hand side, you can see, uh, again, not to scale, a fair number of sheep <laughs> being herded by uh, shepherds and such in the open land here. And a number of small cottages and uh, lands, as most of this area seems to be settled, but the, the population is so dispersed that you usually go a couple of miles without seeing anyone or any sign of habitation other than the road. Eventually, the road branches again. Um, as the South Casimir Highway uh, intersects the Oparan Highway West. The carriage slows at this point. Uh, Morel opens the the slider to uh, lean in 
We're passing now the South Casimir Highway. If we were to turn here and make our way a short distance, you would arrive at Statues. Mm. It's just on the other side of the marsh. Well, mm. technically, it's just in the middle of the marsh. <laughs> it's nice to be so close to Lothadar, I suppose. <laughs> Depends on if you like the Lothedes. <laughs> Statues is a, a good place and quite centrally located um, as far as the Barony is concerned. Yeah, as far as the entirety of the county is concerned, honestly. But we'll be continuing on past here. All right. Mm. We look forward to seeing it soon. Hey, nods. Close it so you guys can uh, not smell the... You can start to smell the distant smell of the, uh, the marsh. Ah, it smells mm. like home. <laughs> mm, yes. From here, you continue on. And the road continues to wind its way more or less north. Uh, you pass by Lachlan Lake, which is some distance off of the road, but you can see it out, out there in the distance, which... Seems to be a rather uh, quiet and peaceful mm. lake. Actually, I'll go ahead and allow anyone that wishes to make me a perception roll to do so. Sure. Seems rather beautiful. It's beautiful, but contains a dark secret. <laughs> yeah, as Oliver doesn't see the massive sea serpent that, you know, comes up out of it. A 50-foot swan flies up. Aw, oh, man. Grabs your carriage, flies away. Dang, dire swans. <laughs> My God, Stupid it's like rock the swans. Clash of the Titans, the old one, where there's that giant mm. rock or whatever, the giant bird that flies away with the lady in the cage. That's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He already gets an eight for an eight. Uh, Cornelius rolls a 14 for a 16. Gwen rolls a 13 for a 20. 20, all right. Felix got an 11 for a 22. And Oliver? Oliver got a 13 for a 13. For everyone with the exception of Felix and Gwen, there's a beautiful lake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Looks lovely. Picturesque. Um, a soft mist rolling across the surface of it. Like a, Might try to go swimming there soon. Yeah. It's a, like a place out of fantasy or fairy tale. Hmm. Felix and Gwen, you don't know if this means anything. Oh, no. Okay. There is a low-lying mist under, at this point, nearly the noonday sun that clings <laughs> to the surface of this lake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's ghosts on the lake. Gwen, Gwen might, you know, depending on what side of the carriage she is on, might lean over someone else to get a closer look. Why is there mist over a lake in the middle of the afternoon? I was just thinking that myself. Hmm? Is the middle of the afternoon, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. So I was going to swim in there. <laughs> can we roll anything to know if it... Is there any way you can naturally have a misty lake in the middle of the day? I don't think so. We'll get to that in a second. I mean, okay. technically, uh -oh. yes, but very specific conditions. The other thing I was going to state is, um, curiously, despite the fact that this is a rather large lake... And you do see um, a number of small houses here and there. The houses all look to be old, dilapidated, abandoned. Mm. And there is no one fishing this. Oh, no. no. Yeah, there's a curse or something. Yeah, there's a curse there's or an undead infestation of some sort. Yeah, this was abandoned. Or everybody died. Uh, anyone that wishes to make me a knowledge uh, nature may do so. It's though. obviously going to be <laughs> illegal dumping, right? This is the kind of adventure. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. no. Ruined the lake. Uh, I roll a 16 for a 24 for Cornelius. Gwen also rolls a 16 for a 24. Nice. So I'll actually go ahead and just give it both to Cornelius as well as uh, Gwen. I say Gwen's getting a lot of these. Like, you know, one mm -hmm. person gets it and also Gwen. Bard. <laughs> you know? I'm bard adjacent now that I've put a rank in every single knowledge. Mm -hmm. There are a number of reasons why you could have mist on the surface of a lake. You know, obviously, temp like temperature differences would be the major one. That's what mm -hmm. usually causes it in the morning. Um, however, later in the day like this, that's much less likely. 
Yeah, the sun should have warmed up the water enough that it's yeah. not doing or at that. least the yeah, it at least the surface of the water. Doesn't seem like there's been any rainfall recently. It's not really like windy enough. Outside of that, usually if you if you have a lock it, and it's misty, it's usually because of the surrounding topography. You usually see that in very rocky areas where the surrounding cliff sides or mountains will trap in cold air, force it down, and then cause the heating water to create mist. But this is a lake in the middle of a flat plain. It's possible because you had heard that there's mineral sp- springs here, that it might be some sort of underground um, volcanic like activity. Or something, yeah. Yeah, but if this is like, if this turned it into a hot spring, that means people should be here. Mm-hmm. Mm. There would be the biggest resort because it's not that know, far right? from exactly. Lothadar. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because like we're in an area where you get actually a cold winter. So like that'd be the place to be. I will give this specifically to Gwen because she made both those checks. Like technically speaking, both you and uh, I imagine you and Cornelius kind of discussed this a bit, but it doesn't feel right. There isn't another way to say it. It just doesn't feel right. Gwen kind of watches the lake un- with sort of an unsettled expression on her face as they pass by. Uh, so I think I'll be, I'll be skipping that swim, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, no, the ghosts, they're saying <laughs> things to me. Stick to wine and um, be sparing about water that we use in Lothadier, because um, I don't think I've seen that, fa- that face uh, on Gwen for a while. Anyway. <laughs> it's just... It feels very wrong. There's nowhere, no way else to describe it. Well, I concur as well. There's possible natural causes for such a mist, but the curious thing for me is that this area is abandoned. That would imply that the either the water is no longer viable, which would be quite concerning to Lothadars. I believe that's one of their water sources. Actually, it's not. It's uh, Lake Stavian for them. Lake Stavian is um, their primary water source. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Um, but it, if it was a natural source, I don't know why anybody would abandon perfectly good housing. There should be fishing on the lake or some other activity in the surrounding areas. Apparently there is nothing. Yet another mystery of Merritt County that needs solving. Yes. I don't want to fight lake ghosts. I may end up getting that <laughs> swim after all, in the, water, in, in the water or on the water, like, never a curses. good time. Maybe it's the lady in the lake armor. and she's just ticked with Bartleby. Mm. I like to think everyone is just sitting there looking down at their character sheet going... All right, when I level up, I'm putting some ranks and swim. Yeah, right. <laughs> rank and swim, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I need to take, like, you know, air bubble. I've got or, a mist uh, ghost and potentially a giant catfish to fight. I need yeah. to swim. <laughs> I, need to, yeah. I need to take touch of the sea and air bubble for everybody. I'll be on the shore giving you guys some range support. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't get badly hurt. I'm too far away. Uh, <laughs> you have to swim to me first. Hey, can I attach a healing arrow to one of these? Uh, that would be helpful. <laughs> Shink, ow! Oh, actually, that was good. That was a regular <laughs> one. Sorry about say, that. That's an actual thing, though, isn't it? There's yeah, a, I believe it uh, is. It was yeah. a third edition. I don't know if it's still. Uh, but. There's a, it's a healing syringe uh, spear or something like that, like a syringe spear. Yeah, hurt to heal. Yeah. But you continue on past that, following along the Oparan Highway West until you begin to pass by a couple of small houses. And then off towards your right-hand side, you can see the city of Lothadar. Again, from this side, you can only see the city walls, as it's actually the only walled city that you passed. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's the only walled city that you've seen since you left Apara. Mm. You pass by a couple of farm areas, uh, as well as a large forest off towards the side, of which uh, Morel or uh, Karina can inform you is uh, Brashen Forest. There's a notable sign for those of you on that side of the carriage as you're glancing out that does clearly state that it is Brashen Forest. <laughs> uh, also informing you that it is the province of uh, the Stavian family Underneath that, 
under the guidance of the stewards of House Lothied. Um, and as such, uh, any poaching in the Brashen forest is punishable by death. Wow. This is this yep. is giving very much Sheriff of Nottingham, yes. Robin Hood vibes. <laughs> like, I mean, there's literally a Robin Hood. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we already have the Robin Hood, right? Yeah. As you Great. round the bend, however, and begin to make your way up towards Lothadar, it kind of all comes back. Off towards the side, you can see the sun now in the late afternoon, shining off of the beautiful waters of Lake Stavian. The air crisp, a gaggle of geese swimming gracefully on the lake's edge. Off towards the right-hand side of the carriage, you can see the walls of Lothadar as you begin to approach it. And for each of you, there is that briefest of moment where you are a small teenage child again, having been sitting bored in your family's <laughs> carriage for days until you finally hit that excitement of nearly being there. Nothing in these last two and a half decades seems to have changed. The lake is still placid and serene, and as you roll into Lothadar, the city appears to be much as you previously experienced it. Lothadar is here at the fork of the Dalston Highway and the North Casimir Highway and is the county of Merritt's capital, as well as its most prominent trading hub. The city itself is a large town built of stone foundations, well-paved cobbled roads, pristine whitewashed walled buildings uh, with large windows, and they seem to use locally quarried this almost blue-gray slate for the slate roofs of the houses. They give this place this picturesque appearance. Even the various towers on the city walls, usually of a purely military function, actually have minarets off the top of them. Mm. Off towards one side, you can see a large whitewashed marble building, uh, a beautiful design with high windows bearing a stained glass mural over the front entry, uh, displaying the golden key of Abadar, um, in that it actually has a full-blown temple. The market square here is large, uh, impressively so. And the entirety of the city has a look to it that is almost so well manicured, almost so well built. Uh, first off, that you can immediately tell where all of the county's resources go. Mm -hmm. As all the other places you pass were relatively struggling. Um, however, this place looks so beautiful that it strangely almost feels more artificial than old Sahir. Hmm. It's too perfect. Because it's within sight of the Palace of Birdsong, it has to look nice. Yeah. This is Duloc from Shrek. Yes. <laughs> Bar Bartleby He's compensating for something. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but that, that's the feel I'm getting, where like this one city is all put together and, and whatnot, and it's really just a giant facade, and I think everyone would be happy the moment Farquaad, at, a.k.a. Bartleby, gets booted. Yep. <laughs> yes. We have to, so the goal is to make everywhere else in the county look like this. That is the goal. Everyone should get the same, you know, awesomeness. <laughs> their tax money should go to, you know, fixing up their areas, too. Right? Yeah. As you roll through the town, go ahead and, you know what? Go ahead and give me a sense motive. Oh, the party. oh. oh my. Hmm. Don't know if anyone else feels it, but there's a mm. tenseness in this city. 
Everyone is acting like they're being watched, even though I don't see any guardsmen. There's no guards anywhere. Mm. So who's watching them? Each other? Uh, I don't know. Is this like an SS secret police, like Nazi Germany situation? Mm. <laughs> well, I guess mm. we should be careful of what we say while we're here. Yes. Well, we were already planning to do that anyway. Mm. Yes, their fear obviously means someone is listening. The carriage slowly rolls into town. The oddity of this place, well, oddity in all of your experience, um, you don't think many nobles would actually even notice this or would just appreciate it. People step out of the way and bow until the carriage finishes passing. Hmm. Many people affect smiles um, or waves as the carriage begins to approach. Everything here seems very fake. Yes. The carriage rolls up to a large four-story building built into a row of other structures, although this one obviously isn't a house, judging by the fact that there's a path that leads around the back of it. Um, you're going to assume to a stable. There's no sign on this building. However, two banners hang off either side of the front door, each one of these of beautiful blue and silver, bearing a rampant owl, um, which stares down as the carriage rolls up in front of it. Uh, all of you would know without even having to make a knowledge nobility check because of your previous experience, the rampant owl on a field of blue and silver is the crest of House Lothied. Mm. Since you've seen the signet ring on numerous occasions before. I say, we've, yeah. we've been here. Technically speaking, well, and also technically speaking, Martella does still have her signet ring, even though she's kind of ousted from the family. Hmm. Man, she's going to own that family one day. <laughs> we can hope. Morel dismounts the front of the carriage, makes his way around, drops down the ladder, uh, opens up the door, um, helps each of you down. Uh, welcome to Lothador. This is the Count's Cavat. Thank you. The only inn in town. Right. Fair enough. This is a several days event. Are we staying at Birdsong? You know that you'll be staying at the palace. Yeah. Um, you don't sense. know, like, again, you're probably going to be staying in the guest house, feasibly the same guest house that you stayed at when you were small children. <laughs> we'll see if they've oh. redecorated. That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like, no, everything here is stuck in time. Morel makes his way in as... Karina coordinates with all of the, the staff that come out to uh, unload all of your uh, your various luggage. Yeah. Bring all of that in. Most of that they're actually storing downstairs since you're going to be turning around and going again. Yeah. Making your way in, uh, Morel steps forward as you enter into this, uh, this rather well-maintained, again, it's almost too quintessential of an inn. Uh, there's the massive fireplace off towards the side. There's all the tables that are just rustic enough to seem authentic. God, it's like but the... not grimy. Uh, it's like the North Korean city that they let foreigners come to. It's like Sahir yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. It's all fake. Or it's uh, like Sahir's was just done for money and touristy yeah, trap. This feels sinister. This does feel sinister. I agree with that. The walls of this room are a menagerie of decapitated animals. Oh, God. Just every... You mean their heads, oh, right? Yes, yes. Just their bodies with no... Not the bodies. It's just decapitated body stuff. Oh, God. It's a weird... This is the discount where you get the rest of the animal. It's um, like I was going to say, the, the other rooms. side of the, uh, the the head on the wall, it's the yeah. body on... It just attached the wall from its neck on. Oh. The heads line the surrounding walls, each of them bearing a small plaque. Um, these plaques are either in silver or gold. Wow. Even a quick glance over can tell that the silver ones are all uh, all name the member of House Lothied that brought down this animal. Oh. Um, the gold ones name the various grand princes who have no been here. one shoots like Bartleby. <laughs> does Bartleby have any? <laughs> yeah, does Bartleby have any? 
Uh, yes, actually. Oh, good for him. He uses antlers in all of his decorating. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I did open that door. <laughs> Stepping in, however, um, Morel approaches you um, and inclines his head. Uh, I've been informed by the staff here that uh, as they were expecting noble guests, that your rooms have been covered by Count Lothied. Oh, uh, they have also generous. asked me to extend to you uh, how happy that they are that you are uh, staying with them for the evening. And mm. apparently the Count's uh, eagerness to see you first thing in the morning. Well, kind of them. Oh. It is a short journey from here to the Palace of Birdsong. Uh, no more than an hour. So uh, I have instructed the staff to wake you at seven. Uh, we will depart at eight, which means that we should arrive at the palace precisely when we are expected. 9 a.m. Oh, thank you for taking care of all of that. Of course. Uh, once we take you to the Palace of Birdsong, my daughter and I will be returning back to statues uh, to make certain that everything is ready for your arrival. And then you'll be staying at the Palace of Birdsong for tomorrow and the day after. And we right. will arrive first thing in the morning to pick you up as soon as the gala is over. All right. Very well. Uh, is there anything more that you need for us? I don't think so. You've been incredibly helpful for this entire journey. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, if you would uh, extend that information to my father, I'm certain he would be pleased to hear. <laughs> we'll fill out the comment card and everything. <laughs> we'll give you five, five stars. stars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, if you'll excuse me, uh, catch up with a few people here. I imagine that I still have a few apologies to make on your behalf um, to the staff here, as my sister, Gemma, was the cook here until recently. And uh, unfortunately, the Count Scavat has needed a new cook. I'm certain that it will be passable, although not nearly as good as you will receive once my sister is cooking for you. Hmm. Hmm. Something to look forward to, then. Yes. Technically speaking, uh, when... You guys moved in. Um, the Count Scavat lost uh, one third of its entire staff. Whoa. <laughs> oh, to all of you. Yeah, so all, they all went back to statues where they're from. They're probably happy yep. to not have to live in the weird smile or real statue. I know, place. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there a little, uh, you know, thing at the front that sings at you when you come in to tell you the rules yes. of Duloc? Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> Wipe your face. <laughs> I suppose then, though, uh, you settle down. The dinner here is actually pretty good. Um, it's a boar and lentil soup, so it's actually uh, rather Tasty. hearty. All right, all right. And then uh, after that, again, you don't really have a lot of time. Everyone here seems to... You're not being avoided in a way that would be offensive. Mm. But any attempts at doing something like making a diplomacy check to gather information is almost immediately greeted by that, like... Well, this is Lothadar. It's the best city in the entirety of the county. You know, we're extraordinarily lucky to have uh, the temple of the uh, the wealthy father, which is actually the name of the temple um, in Lothadar to Abadar. Mm. I figure uh, Felix sneers at that because that's not the aspect of Abadar that she <laughs> worships. No. The wealthy father also sounds like Daddy Warbucks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you do want to, you may you may make a diplomacy check to gather a little bit of information by kind of like walking around town, taking a look mm. at a few places. Um, again, everything here is currently, um, you get the feeling that everything here is on like maximum keeping things proper. You get the feeling that it's always that way, but there's a gala. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this is, everything's gotta be cranked up to 12 because mm. there's about to be the Jubilee and it's God forbid anything even looks slightly, even a blade of grass be out of place mm. as the, all these nobles start coming through. I just kind of want to walk around and see like 
every city has some sort of rough neighborhood, and I'm curious if this one has one or not. As, as Verity goes out looking for trouble. Well, I'm not looking for trouble. Okay. I'm just looking for, like, reality. Yeah. Um, is anyone else gathering information, or is it just... Uh... Uh, you know, I'll try. I have nothing else that I really want to do, so. Gwen walks around, like you okay. said, and I made my diplomacy check. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to use all of my bonuses and stuff. I roll a four for a 12, but then again, I am just poking around looking for trouble, so there's that. Also, I kind of want to set up a guard rotation tonight because this place makes me feel unsettled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Jordan? Uh, so I roll a 10 for an 18 for Cornelius. Okay. Kind of eh. Gwen rolls a 19 for a 31 on her diplomacy check. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Woman of the All people. Right. Leave it to the uh, the scald to uh, get people talking. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 12 for a 25. Very good. Okay. And Oliver got a 6 for a 17, so eh, not, not great, but that's all right. I'm actually very surprised you guys made it two successes, considering it's a DC 25. Oh, good wow. lord. <laughs> all right. Good lord. So... Uh, Felix and Gwen again. Again, Gwen seems to be uh, uh, killing it with all these checks. You wander around. Hey. Uh, first off, um, in answer to Jessica's question, there is not a bad part of town. In fact, you're kind of surprised there aren't even any of the industries that you would normally expect. Hmm. And then you realize that small area that you passed outside of town. Ah. Like the tannery is located outside of town. Um, the smiths seem to be located outside of town. Um, as yeah. you imagine, the noise would disturb the uh, the peace huh. here. All right. What? You don't even see dung sweepers, which you can only imagine are come in from outside of town, sweep the town, and then leave. Weird. Um, everything here, it gives you the impression of your own noble estate. It gives you the impression for each of you, um, to a degree, of the perfectly manicured area where you don't see the secret servants doors and the back mm. hallways and the servants quarters under the house or in one specific wing that you the family never go to now this is seriously sounding more like disneyland i like, was gonna say it's yeah. main street usa where yeah. there's no actual like commerce at main street usa because it's the idealized center of town there's no industry or anything well this is across from the Grand Prince's summer palace, so I guess the Grand Prince's guests, he wouldn't want them to see. Well, the weirdest thing, though, is it's one thing to do it at your own estate, right? But to yeah. do an entire city like that is crazy. Well, this is the yeah. city that's next to the Grand Prince's place. I don't this know. This is Lothadar. I know. Yep. It's weird. It's weird. There are regular businesses. Um, however, all of those are off the main thoroughfares. Hmm. So, like, your general stores and the places yeah. that, you know, the, the locals would go to buy the groceries and um, all the rest of that stuff. The main streets are all things like um, clothing shops, in case you, at the last minute, realized that you forgot to bring something. Um, most of those are of, uh, you'd say, decent. Um, they're definitely not Oparin level of, uh, of quality. Sure. But more something if you needed something akin to a, uh, a courtier's outfit or crust, uh, or lower nobility or upper crust uh, merchant class. Mm. Huh. But yes, there are no uh, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers on the main drive. Interesting. For both Felix and Gwen, you do manage to get a little bit of information about this town. Oh, shocking. Out of a couple of tight-lipped individuals, uh, surprisingly, you get the impression that the Count's Cavat, when you guess they're not entertaining... Uh, Two barons, two counts, and a viscountess, as far as all of your ranks are concerned. Probably is a little bit more of the vocal place, as even every once in a while you hear people kind of slip. 
there. Um, you get the impression that it is a place that maybe because of its position, uh, maybe even just because of the proprietor of the place, which is an extraordinarily uh, stocky, no-nonsense woman. Ah, oh, love it. Who uh, seems to run the place uh, much akin to uh, much akin to a general herself. Hmm. Maybe people do feel a little bit surprisingly more comfortable being vocal inside of the business. Hmm. Lothadar is administered by the Lothied family, which basically takes care of all the town's affairs the town having been almost really non-existent until the Lothied family uh, arrived and built up someplace to, uh, again, since the Stavians originally owned these surrounding lands, uh, they didn't seem to have a city here. And as such, the city is no more than maybe 200 years old. Pretty young, then. As far as Taldor is concerned, that's quite young. Yeah. And maybe part of the reason why the place seems so pristine. Owing to the nobles' uh, historically solid stewardship of the Stavian family's land, from what you gather from people here, they are generally respected. Much of this seems to be owed to the leader of the Lothied's day-to-day affairs, Sir Gul Gusern. Oh, okay. The family's seneschal, and has been the family's seneschal for two generations now. Wow. He's the one that's the half-elf, right? Yeah. He's the half-elf that you actually met 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him being kind of no-nonsense, like... Kind of stiff, yeah. Now that you're actually gathering a little information, you can understand that... uh, Sir Ghoul rules this place so well, in most people's view, because of his extraordinary faith in Abadar ah. and proper order. Okay. To the point that not only is he seneschal for the Palace of Birdsong, um, he is also, in essence, the tribune, honorary tribune of Lothadar. He is also the head of the c- city's military. Mm. Oh, in addition okay. to that, Guy clearly he is doesn't a sleep. recognized and sanctioned Inquisitor of Abadar. Oh, dang. Okay, so we need him on our side. It would seem that way. The general impression that you get here is the uh, the ghoul has long ensured that a hefty share of the taxes the family collects has gone to the town's upkeep. As a result, Lothadar is the county's most well-to-do settlement, and many people would argue the most pristine and well-managed settlement in the entirety of the Tandak Prefecture. Okay. But at what cost? Do we know how loyal he is to the Lothids? He's got to be so loyal. I don't know. Specifically, no, that doesn't really come up here. Uh, although he has been serving the Lothids for two generations. I mean, this guy reads to me as he wants to do the right thing as far as Abadar is concerned with managing the civilization that's here. If we can prove that Bartleby is a counter to those goals. Yeah. That's true. We might be able to get him on our side that way. Because he's an inquisitor. They don't they don't f around. They don't f around. There is a downside to the success of Lothadar. Ghoul is extraordinarily strict. Yeah. Mm. So it's not even really Bartleby's influence that the city's like this. It's the it's Inquisitor him. of Abadar that's like... Well, because he doesn't care. He's just letting him do whatever civilization. he wants. Mm-hmm. You know. This stricture is enforced by what some people refer to as the county's, quote, secret guard. God yeah. damn it! There yeah. are secret police. Secret police. Ferreting out dissent and conspiracy against the Lothied family power. So we're gonna have to watch out for them. These appear to be members not only of Lothadar's city guard, but sanctioned even if only in title, members of the Church of Abadar's Inquisition. Interesting. Mm. So basically, this is the Church of Avatar cranked up to 20 in this place because the Inquisitors this are This is like, the lawful neutral side of Avatar for sure. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah, very lawful neutral. This is the other side of Avatar, which I was just like, meh. Well, and him being strict likely means that any offense is like 
banishment or execution or something drastic like that because I assume we didn't find a jail anywhere. No, but it might be an unmarked building. Yeah. Also, each one of the towers here are watch posts for oh, the It's uh, probably the guard, so. an obscene fee because it's Avatar. Well, it's probably just whatever the rule book says. Yeah, it's probably whatever's in the laws. No, yeah, I was gonna say he would not. It would not be enforced in in monetary terms that were unfair. But it depends on if the laws are fair. Well, it depends yes. on whether or not the law says that you can charge between five and five hundred gold pieces, and yeah. it's just like, well, we always go for five hundred. But you do, however, understand that there is a steadying hand in play. Uh, that steadying hand being Archbanker Lady Peril. Okay. Who's okay. a respected member of the Abadarian clergy and leader of the town's largest temple, the House of the Wealthy Father. I just pat Felix on the shoulder. I hope you're ready to play politics with your kind. <sighs> I did get kicked out of a temple once for acting like that. This one? This temple? No, not this one, ah, thankfully. Good. There are many people here that believe that, uh, honestly, considering the path that Ghoul was already going down, that he may have long ago turned into a despot more than a seneschal. Oh no, lawful evil. If it was not uh, for yeah. the steadying hand of the archbanker. Mm. As it is, Ghoul's hard-fisted nature leads some to whisper that Lady Peril would actually be a much kinder, more egalitarian leader mm. um, than the Inquisitor. Well, it's an Inquisitor who's teetering on lawful evil versus a cleric. He may fully so, be lawful yeah. evil. He might be lawful evil. Mm -hmm. of his, who knows? I was going to say, and I believe inquisitors don't have to adhere to like the rank of you know the church, right? Because they can act. It depends on the individual church. Yeah. yeah, it's likely that he still answers to the archbanker. That's how she's guiding it. Mm -hmm. However, he is also the leader of the city, so it's any time that there's a blurred line between the church religious side of the of his views and the administrial side, you're not certain. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's, that seems to be the general air in Lothadar. Maybe we can't get him on our side. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and see, Bartleby doesn't give a flying frick, so he probably is just like, whatever, do whatever you want in the city. I don't I care. I would say Lady Peril seems more likely to be able to be gotten on our side. If he's if uh, Sir Ghoul has been with the family for two generations, that's pretty heavy amounts of loyalty, considering he could have bowed out after you know the, the first uh, Lothied mm -hmm. died. Would I, as in a banker of Abadar myself, would I have heard anything? Like, can I make maybe a religion check to have heard any rumors about her just outside of Lothadar? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and make me a uh, knowledge. Your colleagues, kind of. Yeah. Kind of, I guess. You're a banker. It's a 14 for a 21. Really details wise, you've heard of her with a 21. Mm. Huh. I mean, I've, I've definitely heard of Lady Prill. She has a very good reputation amongst... Uh, the Abadarian clergy. Uh, on top of that, she actually runs an orphanage out of the House oh, of the Wealthy Father. Oh, nice. So I have a feeling that if we're going to get anyone on our side, it's going to be her. Yes, but we should perhaps prove that we are upstanding leaders ourselves first. Well, yes, I would imagine we don't want to uh, start with our ulterior motives, but it mm. would be interesting to see if the state of statues would benefit from some involvement with the Archbanker. Shall we go pray? We could just go to church and show our faces. Um, I'm no going to assume that, that you probably would stop in at some point, although by yeah. the time you've been wandering the city, it's about uh, 8 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah, we got to get up early. That being said, if you even do stop in there just to kind of pay your respects, it is an extraordinarily nice temple. I imagine mm. it's like those beautiful cathedrals that you see yeah. in Europe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. for sure. 
There is a curious element to this temple, one, because it is, um, again, this beautiful uh, marble structure. Inside, the walls are covered in these uh, amazing murals, almost all of them showing Abadar in, you're not necessarily going to say an unusual light, but almost all of them showing Abadar primarily with uh, kneeling down with a group of children, showing them how to uh, work on art projects. Or like one huh. mural that seems to show Abadar like with a hand on the shoulder of two children as they're learning at a desk. Okay, we can we can get with this lady. They really seem to embody this idea of him being this benevolent, father. wealthy father figure that is taking care of his community. Okay, yeah, so it's not just like, you know, the accumulation of wealth, like raw capitalism. It does seem like there is an element of social there good as part of that. There are other aspects to Abadar. <laughs> well, yeah, but this, this person, this church seems to not when it was called wealthy father, I was a little yeah. peeved by being, having wealthy as his, you know, thing. But since it's also, you know, it's one a temple and also an orphanage, the idea of yeah. it's, you know, he is the wealthy father to the orphan children. Yes, he is the yes, one who is supporting mm, all of the raising good. of these people. Yeah, uplifting civilization by taking care of the uh, yeah. the weakest amongst them. So right, even though sense. it's probably also providing this. Uh, it's probably a tax cut. Well, I was going to say, in the case of Ghoul, it's also, considering he's a half-elf, has probably been providing for decades a source of uh, new inquisitors for his ah, beliefs uh, as well. Uh, I don't love yes, that. Yes, that's true. Who mm. knows? Ulterior motives. However, stopping in there, uh, if you ask um, anything pertaining towards the Archbanker, they would apologize, um, stating that uh, the Archbanker is currently not in attendance um, as she is preparing to attend the Tanger Jubilee. Oh, ah, right. makes, okay. sense. makes sense. Yeah. So we'll be able to see her there. Yeah. Yes. Um, as she is a lady, she is nobility. She is uh, also going to be attending the Jubilee. All right, let's put her on our yeah. list of people we want to talk to. Definitely. Yep. Also, I don't think we need to set up a guard rotation anymore because suddenly this place feels so safe, too safe. <laughs> it, mm. it feels a little too safe. Yeah. Yes. Well, because I think Bartleby wants to feel us out, which is why he wants to see us first thing in the morning. <laughs> so It's not like we're hiding our identities. He definitely no. knows who yeah, we he are. Yeah, yeah, what he doesn't maybe know is our relationship with Martella and Eutropia, so... Or you why know. you're even here. <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah. here to come to the party. We're not even supposed to tell him we have a relationship with yep. Martella and Eutropia We have no anymore. relationship with anyone. I don't anyone. intend to. We haven't talked to that lady in forever. <laughs> we have no relationship, spirit. Why do you ask? <laughs> we know each Shut other, up. that's it. <laughs> I met these people on the road, I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> you gather together, enjoy a dinner, rest up for that evening, sleep. Hmm. Uh, wake up bright and early first thing in the morning um, as, uh, again, in the case of the gentleman, uh, Morel makes his way up there to help all of you get dressed as he is your acting valet. Uh, in the case of the ladies, uh, it's Karina comes up there and uh, after having thoroughly washed her hands because she just took care of the horses this morning, helps all of you into your uh, your rather fine clothing as you're, uh, you're donning your nicer traveling clothing, your courtier's outfit for being received at the reception yes. when Wind's you arrive. Gwen's wearing her fancier courtier's outfit, like the one that gives me an even better bonus. Oh, yes. you're, you're launching early on with your, uh, your bonus. Yeah, I'm making right. a really good first impression. Gwen pays special attention to her hair and her makeup. She's going in strong. I'm going to choose <laughs> to go with the normal ones so that Gwen can really shine, you know? Same. <laughs> yep. You awaken the next morning, you dress in your finery, you make your way down, you climb into the carriage, you roll out of the gates roll out, of Lothadar, <laughs> turning north to make your way after 25 years away, back to the Palace of Birdsong. I'll pick it up here next time. Oh man, party time next time. Ba -da -ba -ba -da. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Woo. But hey, you finally made it. Nobody died.
Hey! <laughs> not we'll take it. Trying? Nobody mark? got eaten by the general on your way. It's <laughs> not the general. Wow. I tried to catch him, but he caught me. <laughs> he just pops out of the water. Hey, guys. I'm back at this one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. I haven't gotten to use that voice in a while. Sure. Uh, Narmer. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, yes. Nobody. Well, we'll see whether or not anyone dies if you guys go after the general. Mm. <laughs> the real question is, is it even real? Like when you get there and it's just like, we're looking for the general and you just spend like two weeks trying to search this river. There's with nothing. No we're success. just fishing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> you know what we need? We need the level so I can get some divination spells to be able to like, you know, ask for some help in locating the fish. Yeah. Laid the groundwork. No, for a couple it's of like things. big fish where, you know, it's just a. Whale of a tail? Yeah, basically a whale of a tail. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of big fish, our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fish Except in the biggest pond. They ponds. are real. Biggest fish. They're, They're also all very real. real. Mm-hmm. It's true. We want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank our patrons for your continued patronage and support. Uh, we have been having a blast, I think, with War for the Crown and really digging into what's going on here. And uh, we are able to uh, to put as much time and effort into this project as we can because of your support. Um, we do want to take an opportunity to thank our patrons, as we so often like to do. One would say even weekly. Mm. <laughs> and we like to thank a couple of them by name. And I'll go ahead and start that off by saying thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. All the just Joe. Just we Joe. Just Joe. 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 Joe's. The ambassador of all of Joe. Yes. Thank you for allowing us to afford our cup of Joe. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I would like to thank Jeremy Hopkins. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, thank, thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Hopkins. Any relation Hopkins. to Anthony? Maybe. Anthony is Hopkins' grandson. <laughs> I would like to thank Kevin Malcolm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Right. Got another Kevin. Kevin. Another Kevin. We have another Kevin, and we have another double first name. I always enjoy that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Although Malcolm is one of those, like, it could be a first name or a last name pretty easily. Yeah, it's a weird I'm one. kind of curious mm, yeah. if it was a first name or a last name first. Oh. Hmm. That's a good question. That's a chicken and the know. egg question. I would like to thank Brad Higley. Thank you very oh, much, Brad. Well, thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Right. Appreciate it, Brad. I think I knew a Higley back in high school. Maybe it's the same one. <laughs> Higley is a fun last name. And I would like to thank Ronald Lewis. Oh, strong well, thank name. You, Ronald. Ronald. Thank Appreciate you, Ronald. it, Ronald. Yeah. Another double first name. Yeah. Hmm. Indeed. Got the doubles today. And uh, I would like to go ahead and thank Peter Lloyd. So well, we appreciate you, Peter. 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 Last nice. and final double first name. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Technically, Thanks. all names can be first names. Any, any word could be a name. That, that true. is yeah. true. No, that's true. That is true. So <laughs> every time that we get, you know, somebody who has like cat three, five, four or something like that, it's that's like, well, name. thank you. I'm going to assume a literal cat that subscribes to this. That's your name. It's well, like those and people and that the name is just an identifier cat. to identify you. So your name could be whatever you want, right? It's true. There is a short story called Speech Sounds. Oh, my God. Here we go. He squeezed it in the last minute, y'all. Last that minute. is about a That's disease a that detects people's speech center of the brain where um, hmm. people can either – some people can write or and read, um, and some people can speak, but no one can do both any longer. Oh. 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 That's actually oh. kind of interesting. Honestly, if I had the choice, I would rather be able to read and write than speak. Yeah, I would, I, I would that's do what that. sign language is it would for. Be bad, it would be bad for the podcast, but... An insidious yeah. part mm. of the disease is actually the fact that um, it seems to attack what you use most. Oh, so really? that, like, the, the main character was a um, professor oh. and lost the ability to oh. read or write, but could still speak. And it also makes people extraordinarily jealous. Um, mm. So if somebody reveals that they can speak or, you know, write... Um, other people attack them. 
and oh. people can't communicate anymore. All of this comes back around to the fact that uh, it's interesting because they use objects to represent their names um, because oh. they're just like, you don't have another way to save your name, so you can use an object and place it on top of things. And so it's just like, you know, if your last name was, you know, coin before, maybe you carry a coin or, you know, like, you know, you find an object that kind of represents who you are. And it's that idea that mm -hmm. um, you only need names to remember people because you don't need a name for yourself. Other people need a name for you. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, it reminds yeah. me of the meme anyway. that's like names are just what you tell. It, it tells people what sound they need to make in order to get your attention. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the human <laughs> equivalent of pss, pss, pss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can do pss, pss, and I may turn and look at you anyway, because that's weird. That's why anytime I hear people say that um, using pronouns is too difficult and all the rest of that stuff, mm. it's like, my name is Jonathan. But I tell people, hey, my name's Jonathan, uh, but call me Rick. Yeah. And no one ever has a problem with that from then on. No, I yeah. only use yeah. real no. first names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, that all nonwithstanding. <laughs> I do want to throw a couple more names out there. And these are the names of our Find the Path tier patrons. Um, we do want to take an opportunity to thank Andrew Miller and her, Braden Worrell, Elliot Brown, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., Joshua Saldana, Kevin Ederfe, Louis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Khan. Thank you. Mm. So all. thank you, thank all you. of our patrons. Yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, tune in next time to see if there's going to be any uh, social blunders or anything on the way. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going, going to. Social combat. <laughs> to meet up with, to confront maybe even, well, eventually, mm. their old childhood acquaintance, Count Bartleby Our old frenemy. Let's break into his room and move everything by two inches. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> and yes. until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Pathfolk. Bye, Pathfolk. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're not up to shenanigans, though. We're on the level. Are we? Are we ever on the level? Shenanigans will be for later. We're doing mature shenanigans now, not such childish <laughs> things. The 40-year-old shenanigans, right? You know? Yes. Oh, no. You can't get up to the same stuff you do when you're, like, 16, 17. Yes. You just have to be more clever about your shenanigans when you're an adult. Exactly. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.